Hello, hello, and welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. I am Justin here with Meals for what is this, 182? 181, 182? 183, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> hey, we are, we are barely towards 200, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> we, 183. This is 183. So, yes. Okay. We are here. Um, so both of us, I would assume, just finished watching this Apple conference thing that just ended like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, anything that catches your eye? Anything in the slightest? I I mean, listen, man. I think that Apple is at a point where like they're trying to make up like new things to get you to buy. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Air tags will not be one of those things that I'm gonna buy. I'm sorry. Air it's tags. There's no I value. Go on. Because someone said, "Hey man, you can put it on your pets," and I'm like, you know, like pets in some cities are practically required to get microchip. So like, mm. I don't need air tags for that. My dog is already microchip. So wow. Yeah. Unlike us humans, who will soon all be microchipped. Oh yeah, it's definitely in there. Yeah, it's definitely in there. But I, you know, what's interesting to me about that, um, the the Mac to I like like maybe I'm wilding, but I feel like they're phasing out desktop computers completely. They should. They should. Did you see how long it's taken them? You see that new iMac that we got today? You know how yeah. long it's taking them to at least do something with that giant same bezel that's been. And we're stepping in. I am. You know. I'm not a genius category uh, with this thing, but it's taken them like almost a decade. It's probably been over a decade to kind of even like slightly change the bezel. And that's the reason why I never got one because I was looking for a new computer, like maybe like a year or so ago. And I was like, I don't like the bezel. It's been around for too long. Um, It's ugly. I still think the new one is kind of ugly because it has that little bar thing at the bottom. So it's like, it's got like flashes of ugliness. Um, but overall, I mean, it's new. I'm glad they did something about that. But yeah, they're trying to remix new things. Like the iPad is like, iPad Pro is like, I got the iPad Pro. Like if you got one, you got really them all. It doesn't, there's no vast change that's going to switch me over unless they make an iPad Pro XG something of the rather. Yeah, it's um, crazy. And it's like, it's like, um, I don't know. It, it, it's just weird. The, the optics of that is weird in the, in the way that they placed the iMac two presentations before the iPad. So, like, you had a 10-minute breath between the two, and mm-hmm. then they gave you the new iPad, like, okay, this has a better camera, better everything than what we just showed you, and it's I'm cheaper. trying to record the A-show on an iPad. That's really it, to be honest I think with you. I, I have the new, um, the new Air. I could do it on this. I have the I have the latest. I mean, I guess the latest came out today, but I have the latest. I think iPad Pro, and I'm just wondering, will I be able to record it and pick up my mic? I don't need it too much. I know it can't do like the whole software settings thing. It's like it's a little bit too crazy, but I just need to know for sure that it's like okay, picking up my mic. We're recording. We're in business. Everything of the rather. Yeah, I mean. I think the most exciting thing was obviously the iPad's cool. I mean, I just got an Air, so I won't be upgrading anytime soon. But um, the Apple, the Apple TV, 
the Apple TV to me, it was like, I've been waiting for Apple TV refresh. My Apple, I, I knew they were going to announce one because both 4Ks in my house have started malfunctioning. <laughs> whenever, whenever Apple is about to announce something, they will make the devices that you use start malfunctioning. And that is like, it'll, it'll start, like it, it'll run HDR. And the, and the new thing that the, that, that the new Apple TV 4K fixes is the HDR. Uh, it automatically color grades. And right. I mentioned, on Twitter, but the 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 Apple TV right now it adjusts to whatever app you're using. It's no, it, there isn't a um a suggested or a you know a uniform color grading for stuff in HDR. So now that you can do that, my because sometimes when you come out of apps, the TV will be miscolored because of the HDR colors and certain stuff. It's it's, it's really weird, and and I'm glad they fixed that. And it's it's really interesting that they picked up on that and they did that now. So April 30th, I'm going to be pre-ordering <laughs> the new Apple TV 4K. Well, at least you got something. At least you got something out of it. I thought the I I think the tags are, like it's the t- for me the tags would really kind of be like, we I still need a tag for the pencil. The pencil is just like you lose it. You sorry, it's gone, and it's like one hundred and forty dollars. Like I still need something, or at least like build it with a sound thing, so you can just like it can beep or something. And then of course your AirPods, which is like. You can it can you can put it in your pocket if you're wearing like shorts and laying on the bed. You put it in your pocket, slides out on the bed. Suddenly you're making your bed, you lifting up the thing, you know, and suddenly your sheet throws your fucking AirPods through a window. So yeah. I need that. <laughs> I need that. But other than that, yeah, pretty much. I think the Apple TV is the only thing that really, really like looks cool to me. I don't know. It, it it's the new remote alone, and the fact that it costs the same as the regular ones right now is. It's a great value proposition. Right now with Apple, it's about the value proposition for me. It's like, what am I getting out of this? I'm getting more on my iPad than my MacBook right now. The only thing I use my MacBook for is to edit this very show. Mm. <laughs> it's like, it, it's mm. quality. Yeah, I mean, that's quality. But once the <laughs> iPad's able to do that, ooh, it's over with. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see how we can uh, we can make that happen so seamlessly. Yeah. Um. Boom. Well, that's, I mean... That's cool interlude. What do, what do, what do we got uh, going on this week? We got a in the world of professional wrestling. What do, we what's, got, if we had to do a preview, what are we talking about today? Uh, we we got a little bit of documentaries, some new superstars breaking up and going to other shows, and we're gonna talk about some superstars that left the company last uh, Thursday. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> we are now entering. The no holds barred zone. I want to hit well, on bef- before oh, we hit the no holds barred. Before we hit the no holds barred, I would like to interest everybody. If you're listening to this, the sound of your voice. Wait, are we on Patreon now, or are we entering? We are on public. We- yes, we're on public. Okay, so of course, would love to continue to promote the Patreon. Patreon.com/backslash/theshowrnc, where you can get exclusive content. You can get early shows, um, exclusive shows. Last week, you guys, you, Mark, Cyrus, Cornell, WWE 2K Talk. I mm-hmm. loved it. I listened to it over the weekend. Um, great insight. Great stuff I didn't know. Great stuff that, uh, that you know, I guess only you four would know, <laughs> considering yeah. how much you guys played WWE 2K19 um, <laughs> together. I didn't know you logged in that many hours. I was like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah, you play a lot. Um, we play a lot, bro. Like, we play the yeah. game a lot. And Cornell obviously has a background at EA, uh, very close to a lot of guys, at, uh, guys and gals at 2K. Um, obviously I have a lot of, a lot of people at 2k as well. So we're, we're very like informed on what this should look like. And, and, you know, we, in that conversation that Mills are talking about, we talk about the leaks, uh, the, the, the proposed leaks, uh, and you know, a, a big rumor about it not coming to the, the current gen systems, which is complete and utter poppycock. But, uh, mm. 
know, you know how that happens. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely check that out if you get a chance uh, by by joining our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash H-O-R-N-C. If you are just a if you are a five dollar member, you get access to our early shows as well as uh, the exclusive content that comes with it. Uh, obviously, if you scale upward, you get more and more access to stuff like our Discord uh, and, and a lot of really cool things that are coming down the pipe. So uh, definitely sign up for our Patreon if you haven't already. So no holds barred. I want to start off with a Stone Cold Annie documentary. I completely lapsed. I, I blanked out on this one. I forgot it was airing, but I felt like <laughs> I knew everything. I know you watched it, but um, I watched was, it. Yeah. Was there anything that we that people didn't know? I saw somebody say like they didn't know he was a deadbeat dad, and I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely been talked about before. <laughs> um. So obviously, we've listened to Stone Cold over the last like when did he start the podcast? 2014, 2015, two, even maybe even earlier than that. We've listened to him for years, so we know every story. We know every Stone Coldism that he drops. We know every every crevice he's had multiple documentaries about him he's been open and candid and all this stuff like that especially since retiring um it wasn't that much new i think the i think a rare moment of something like kind of fresh was yeah the dad stuff because we really hear about him even on his own podcast about his daughters and stuff like that and and uh how he gets along with them and his own he shed a little bit of vulnerability during it he says i uh it was, I, I guess, during the 9-11 period where his uh, his daughter and his, because his wife at that time was from England, went to go visit family in England. And then because of 9-11, they couldn't came back. So essentially, they stayed over there for a while. And he remembers calling them. He was going so busy on the road. I mean, I think at this point, Stone Cold didn't care. He was like, yo, no family? Shoot, I can, <laughs> how long can I be champion again? Six months, seven months, eight months? Um, <laughs> I got nothing distracting me now. Essentially, that's kind of how it was. He was so, like, laser focused on, like, being the best i think that's another reason why he's never actually come back to um but um he says he picked up the phone and called them and they had british accents all of a sudden <laughs> like they had <laughs> texas accents in the beginning and he called them and he had british accents and he was like a tear almost came from his eye that he was just like wow i really don't know these people anymore so he talks about that, of course, being a deadbeat dad and stuff like, well, I don't want to say deadbeat. I guess, I don't know. I don't know his particular situation. He's very, again, very private about his personal life. So I don't know too much about that situation. I'm surprised we don't know who Stone Cold Daughters are. I'm not surprised the world doesn't have an Instagram. world doesn't have, you know, there isn't, yeah, so they aren't promoting themselves as like, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin Jr., like, you know, all this other stuff like that. We we don't know. Um so that was surprising. Other than that, yeah, that's pretty much everything you freaking know. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, dude, what about the production? It was it was it was nicely made. Like I know it was good. It was good. It was good for the general public. It it it, it kind of played like a last dance kind of thing, but only one episode. So I can see the allure of them doing these documentaries, and they're certainly fun to watch, especially like like I said with the last dance stuff. That kind of like. Um, I don't say brought documentaries for the forefront, but it was certainly the most popular thing last year. And I think it can continue with people learning these stories about these, you know, prolific sports figures, um, especially in professional wrestling world. Uh, it was really good. It was really, really good. Really, really well made. I even if you know every story, I still recommend watching it because it was really good. Cool. OK, I'll I'll uh, I'll DVR that uh, next up. 
we're gonna talk about two of the oh the, and they had sorry sorry they had this like how I, they had like this like hunters thing where it was like their wwe's trying to like grab old memorabilia to bring back to their thing and they're like trying to buy it off of fans and stuff like that so they like sent mcfoley around the country to like find fans who bought like original mr sacco's and like his old um attires that he sold not like sold to charity but gave away for charity and stuff and that was actually an interesting show all these you see all these kind of wrestling nerds who really don't want to part with stuff that really don't belong to them um but i guess they bought it and don't and you see like uh mick foley's trying to pay seventy five hundred dollars to get his first attire back and i was like wow and the guy didn't want to give it back <laughs> like it was crazy white dude yeah <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to talk about two of the other members from Retribution a little bit later in the show, but it was announced uh, by a lot of different uh, outlets last weekend that Mia Yim and Shane Thorne are bound for SmackDown. Uh, no word on when they'll debut, but seeing how fast uh, T-Bar and Mace have been re um, reintroduced or they're, they're kind of reimagining their characters, I would imagine it would be relatively soon, especially because the brand kind of needs new bodies. <laughs> <laughs> on the you, show. Could, you would think, but Shane Thorne is a regular sized person. Um, and and, I mean, Dijakovic and, and Dio are huge. Well, That's need, why they're on TV. They need. I I wouldn't be too sure. I I think that Mia Yim I could see. Shane, Shane Thorne, Thorne really a, a, a like I said, like hold on, like I'm about to say he's definitely a guy that could lose <laughs> to people, and that that would be his thing. Like he'd probably be like Alistair's heater when he comes back. You know what I mean, or, or the guy that he, he faces when he comes back, or something like that. Like somebody was, that like, pinfalls. I was surprised they put him on SmackDown, considering like there's no secondary show to SmackDown. You know, there's no superstars that people wrestle in, like the Ricochets and the Umberto Carrillos wrestle in before Raw, and at least still get their reps in. It's like you're on SmackDown or you're not on SmackDown, or you're not wrestling rather. So I was surprised yeah. that they put him there, considering Raw probably it was like okay he could still do there but i guess they wanted the fresh reboot and who knows he might yeah he might end up being like a heater for like baron corbin or something who knows? yeah I, I i think that i mean especially with uh the loss of of you know one of baron's or really both of baron's uh stable now he's definitely definitely could be somebody that that teams up with someone i mean i was thinking that if, if not you know somebody for alistair who is being reported that he is coming back very soon um then shane thorne could potentially like pick up some reps with Dominic or pick up something like he's a, he's a really talented guy and he, and he's been in the mm-hmm. NXT for a while and he knows the style. I, I think that that's more than anything, somebody that they need who could do a TV match really well for them. Mia Yim. Yeah. It's about time for Mia Yim. I, I don't know where they slot her in. You could put her anywhere. It's needed. You, you need a new, um, a face. new look, a new face, but, but she's got a look that is not, um, that, that's not conventional for the show. You know what I mean? Like she's completely different than what the other women are being presented as. You know what I mean? And I think that that is really cool that if she does end up there, SmackDown and me has the most kind of like diverse looks of all the women um, on 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 that roster right now. Or yeah, on the I see. Right now. I I could see Mia Yim versus Carmella off top. I can see Mia Yim versus Bailey. I can see Mia Yim like a, a Mia Yim Bianca Belair versus Sasha Bailey tag team match that I think would do well. Yeah. Um, just don't put her in a tag team, for the love of God, please. <laughs> I think we're, <laughs> I think we're good enough. Once we get to Raw and SmackDown, I think we'll, I can be able to express a little more on the women's tag team division. Yeah, uh, the big news from last week, however, was the spring cleaning, if you will, 
of the uh, WWE roster, main roster rather, last week, uh, releasing nine people. That is uh, Tucker, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce of the Iconics, Wesley Blake, uh, Samoa Joe, Chelsea Green, Mojo Raleigh, Kalisto, and Mickey James, all released on the same day last week. Uh, saying the, the to day and date of the releases, the huge um, firings that, across the board that happened a year ago during the pandemic, uh, more firings, nine more uh, this year on the same day. You know, I don't think it was a... <laughs> I think people were trying to say like it was planned. Like yeah. they WWE put a thing where it was like planned. It's like, oh, we're gonna okay. same day as last year. Why not? Not realizing that like WrestleMania was moved last year. There would probably, you know, I don't think the date really came into determination of like what they were gonna actually do. Um, but you know, it's always surprised when they do the spring cleaning. It's always like, wow, who who could it be? Um the roster needs it from time to time so i'm not completely like mad at it um but yeah but it, it's always surprising on who's actually selected i think this one was more notable out of like a lot of years last year was just like yo we gotta go they gotta go like <laughs> no offense to anybody last year because i know it was covid and it was a pandemic but it was also like yo half these people wanted their release half these people we weren't doing anything with half these people were just gonna furlough and bring back this yeah, year was more surprising. Yeah, they brought back a bunch of people from that furlough. Um, Nigel McGinnis being one of them. Uh, a lot of people got 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 let go there that um, did eventually come back, or some people um, like producers and stuff like that did come back. Um, this this to me, in a lot of ways, there was a lot of to me like like really huge huge names last year that I was like, wow, like they're gonna, you know, they're they're gonna miss those guys. You know what I mean? Um, this year it's tough to it's tough to say like okay this person's worth more than the other person right because it's like but when you look at the list i'm more bummed about like a samoa joe um i mean i'm i mean obviously you know i already know you are you're bummed about about billy k that that's a that's a that's a huge blow for the women who you know need a personality you know what i'm saying she has a personality she has a, a shtick mm-hmm. if you will, on, on the roster um but it, it is definitely like a, a huge a huge loss to, to lose both of those people. I think Joe, he definitely commands and, um, and, and it's not to say that like, I don't think Joe will come back. I think he has a bigger chance of coming back than a lot of these people, <laughs> to be honest with you. But it's just a loss where it's like, damn, what, what, was he ready to go? It seems as though he wasn't even clear to even be wrestling. So, um, I'm wondering what really was the, was the impetus behind that if they didn't want him to just be behind commentary or, or something like that. Yeah, I'm interested, too, considering, you know, a couple of days ago, we got the thing, oh, Adnan is going to be the voice of Raw. Don't worry, Samoa Joe is still a talent. It was literally like the day before, <laughs> like the day before, maybe two days before. It's like yeah. Samoa Joe is still a talent. Tom Phillips is still a senior, which I didn't even know his position. I was like, what? Senior manager? Okay, Tom Phillips, get your, get your senior management in. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was surprising. I mean, all surprising and then not surprising i was surprised i was kind of surprised more weren't released to be honest with you i that thing too is and and it kind of goes against the oh they're a stockpiling talent it's like which one is it you know what i mean it's like do you want them to go and and you know be great elsewhere because apparently everyone cares about tucker now (laughs) or do you want them to to stay and then you want to you know create this idea that they're stockpiling talent which they were 
You know what I mean? Tucker so, don't give a fuck. Tucker, <laughs> Tucker been <laughs> on Instagram. He changed his name immediately. He didn't. I don't even know if he had a blue check, but he, you don't got one no more. No, he um, had, got one no more though. You <laughs> <laughs> changed his name before he got all approved. Like the Iconics, you know, Jesse, Jessica McKay, and I forgot what the other girl name is. Cassie, um, Cassie something. Yeah, Cassie or something i don't know but they went through the proper channels got their name changed kept their check all the other stuff like that tucker was like i don't give a fuck like let's get me out of here i can't wait to tell my biz what's the first who who wants to scoop first i'm a, i'm going out golfing like i still get paid for three months so it's like no biggie on me and then i'm gonna find my buckings don't worry about me um so you know i'm gonna tell you this right now we don't care <laughs> we don't we care <laughs> we need that drop please i'm gonna put it on here we don't care <laughs> we do not care tucker about about your uh your story bro i'm sorry like just just go just go but let's get into something that meals you you shot this uh to me um last night it's and award season baby it's award season and you have the WWE Academy Award nominations for 2021, Neil. you want to explain that? All right. So here's how I can explain this. When I was a young lad, uh, actually during my WrestleRap days, I guess this is stuff that I did outside of WrestleRap once that folded. Maybe there will be a Patreon story about that one day. Um, <laughs> but... I still had the hankering to, of course, write about pro wrestling and just express myself in various different ways. So if you actually look on my Medium page, wherever that is, you can look it up. It's medium.com backslash wherever the hell it is. I don't write on it anymore. Um, You will see that I I think for two years in a row, 2014, 2015, I did an Academy Awards for pro wrestling because I just felt like it was a concept of like, okay, instead of like, who's the best wrestler, who's the best stuff, let's talk Let's talk about it as it is, sports entertainment. There's an acting factor to it. There's a performance factor to it. There's everything, you know, that adds to it. So let's look at it as that kind of way. So I came up with an Academy Awards nomination list. We can put this on Twitter as well. It will probably be chopped down. It'll probably be like, this is probably extended for Patreon size, and I'll probably like limit all the categories to four because Twitter is very... uh. Twitter likes four of things. Um, but I have a bunch of nominations. I would love to go over through these really, really quickly and see how everyone kind of feels about that. I would like to see how you feel about this, you know, movie guy, Mr. Triple Beam Streams. How is your, you know, how does your uh, Academy Award chops kind of thing? Do you care about the Academy Awards in general? Just asking. No, not this year. I think they fumbled it. Okay. All right. I, I really do think they fumbled it um, diversity-wise. Um, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about it triple beam streams uh next week but um i love this you know what i mean i love this list uh you would do should we go through the uh should we go through the so what are we gonna we're gonna go through the nominees yes and, let's go through the nominees you can pick one we can we can pick one as we go i want to start from the bottom to the top how's that sound right. yeah that's fine bottom to the top so that's uh best best peacock original documentary <laughs> yeah. name change very quickly but yes best peacock <laughs> original documentary um it's i guess you could still do network if you're not in the country or something like that but i the nominees are as follows and it's ww chronicle edge the one that just came out like literally two weeks ago ww24 keith lee undertaker the last ride ww untold bailey and sasha banks takeover brooklyn 
WWE Untold I Am The Game, which featured Mick Foley versus Triple H at Royal Rumble 2000, and WWE Live Forever, the documentary, the original documentary on Liv Morgan. What would you say was probably the best one out of these? Clear to me. I mean, there's... The last ride. Yeah, the last ride. It's just, it's I'm easy. Let's see. Next one goes to best video package, which, uh, you know what? You might not, unless you actually seen all these, I probably won't um, thing. But if anyone sticks out major in your head, maybe you can go pick it. But best video package goes to Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 37. And these are the pre-match video packages um, because I think they're all fantastic and deserve a little bit of applaud. Um, next is Roman Reigns makes Jay Uso say I quit inside Hell in a Cell. Very dramatic. I, I suggest everyone watch that. I'll put the link up as well. Um, Randy Orton and The Fiend's fiery saga rages on at WrestleMania, which captures everything from the WWE TLC to all the crazy stuff they did leading up to WrestleMania. Um, WWE pays tribute to The Undertaker with the final farewell, the video package of pretty much all of his career. Um, They were filling filling time during COVID last year with that one. (laughs) And the final one is WWE pays tribute to Pat Patterson. Which one? Which one of these best video package kind of sticks out to you? Oh man, you know, you know, I I really do love uh, the Roman Reigns Jey Uso one, and the and the uh, the WrestleMania 37 one with him Edge is really good, but the Pat Patterson one, it uh, it, oh yeah, it's a it's a goodie, and I and I'll go ahead and pick that one. R.I.P. to Pat Patterson, man. R.I.P. I'm going to pick that one, too. We've been doing this way too long. Um, (laughs) Best performance in a match. Let's talk about it. Roman Reigns in Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, WWE Hell in a Cell. Um, The next one goes Randy Orton. Randy Orton versus The Fiend Firefly Inferno match. Next one, Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Sasha Banks in the Hell in a Cell match at WWE Hell in a Cell last year. Next one, Sami Zayn and Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn at WWE Clash of Champions. In that latter match, we have Bianca Belair and Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks at WrestleMania 37 and Bad Bunny and Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and Morrison. Which one do you say is the best performance in a match that we've had this year? This one's tough. This one's a, is a toughie. I think I, I I forgot about the Sami Zayn one, uh, to be honest with you. So I, I automatically disqualifies it. Um, wow. You got to go Roman Reigns. That's the one where he where he cried and you know and then he he like went full. He that out was Jimmy. <laughs> that was the turn. That was the turn right there. And and I think that that was at a time where we were still kind of wondering what the hell this was and the two Roman Reigns matches on his return against, uh, against Jay were to me, some of the best stuff that they've done in a long time. And we, we gushed about this for a long mm-hmm. time last year when, when this happened. And I don't think anything impacted more than actually seeing Roman Reigns turn into who he is right now. And, and we always say like the turn is always better than like what leads after it. And I think that this right. is absolutely true here. Seeing what happened to him and how he turned into this character is crucial to learn um, what this guy is now. And I think that to me is the best performance uh, of the year. I, I'm i going to go, you know, just to be, just to not agree with you, I'll go with Bianca Belair and Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. It's very recent. Maybe it's recency bias, but wow. Uh, 
she did the work and it, and it came through and all of that. So I'll go with that one. Um, the next category we have best female performer in a supporting role. Uh, Lana, Billy Kay, Alexa Bliss, and Sonia Deville. Not many females in a supporting role this year because come on, now. come on, now. females in the front. Come on now, Alexa Bliss, man. Alexa Bliss. Wow. I mean, some people could put the argument. You might say Lana, <laughs> 10, 10 weeks through a table, building all that, leading to a Survivor Series match, which had an incredible result to it. But I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say Alexa Bliss. Wow. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> uh, let's go best female performer in a leading role. Okay. And these, in terms of what I, what I say is a leading role, I mean, it's sort of a main feud that features them. Supporting roles, really people who just like support a partner or they're like a, a manager or, or just a right-hand person or something along those lines. Um, best female performer in a leading role, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair. Bailey. Bailey. It's, it, it is so recency bias for you to say Bianca Belair right now. It, and I know you want to say it, but it is big recency bias. She did not hold down the company for a whole year. Okay. Her year started. I, I want to say Asuka. Oh, you want to say Asuka. Okay. 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 But that's because I'm a Mark for Asuka. That's because I'm a that's, Mark for Asuka. No, that's fair. I, I wanted to say Asuka too, but it, it, it just it didn't hit as it didn't hit like Bailey did, bro. Bailey was on all cylinders. We we put her her jersey in the rafters. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Bailey. I'm gonna give it to Bailey. I'm changing from Asuka to Bailey. Because you're right. From everything that she did with the women's championship, everything that she did in the feud with Sasha, even to elevating Bianca Belair, even to making WrestleMania moments out of nothing. Even Hello Ding Dong. Best female performer, versatile. All around. Meryl Street, baby. I don't know. Um, let's go to best male performer in a supporting role. Jay Uso. MVP. Dominic Mysterio. Murphy. Mm. Damian Priest. And Paul Heyman. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out right now. Because you, you, you snub somebody. You know who, who, did, snub? who did I snub? Reginald. You know what? I put so uh, I feel like due to the unceremoniously disappearance of Reginald, I did <laughs> the, not put him. The COVID disappearance. <laughs> is that it what it is? Because yeah. he's just we never got like a it never came around. It never built up to something. It just kind of happened and then happened to someone else. And it never, like I can say Jay Uso had an arc. MVP has an arc. Dominic Mysterio has an arc. Murphy has an arc. Damian Priest, a little bit short, but has an arc. Paul Heyman has an arc. Reginald doesn't have that arc. He just kind of existed as a supporting role yeah. for Carmella. And then yeah, like. Be a manhole. Come on, nah. Hoes, hoes don't win Academy Awards. Stall my nigga out. Stall my nigga out, man. Okay, so I'll give it to um. I got to give it to MVP Jay Uso. A very close, very close second place here. Um, almost first MVP really 
redefine the roles of a Shelton Benjamin, a Cedric Alexander, and a Bobby Lashley, right? He gave us the hurt business. He was the he was the voice behind it. And he, you know, MVP last year uh in the pandemic was given a lot of guys <laughs> that did not work out. <laughs> and the and this core worked out to a point where it was like, yo, we got to see these black men beat up white people every week. And it was fantastic. So I gotta give it to MVP. I don't know how you don't say Jay Uso. Jay Uso is gave a very boys in the hood esque performance. I think in terms of support, the man legitimately has on his shirt right hand man. Which I would is never a terrible apparel. I would never as a man have that on my shirt. <laughs> Listen, uh, Jay Uso is not a man to me, so that's why I wouldn't have him there. That's hilarious. I'm giving it to Jay Uso. He's done too much over this year to for me not to give it to him um, in in in, in uptowns. So I got to give it to him. Um, best male performer in a leading role. Of course, Roman Reigns, Edge, Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, Bray Wyatt, and Drew McIntyre. Listen, I love Drew McIntyre. Love him. He is right now, next to Finn Balor, my favorite superstar. It's got to go to Roman. It's got to. It's it's got to go. Listen to that. Listen to that. You hear that? People racing in the back. Too fast, too furious. Um, checks in the back. I gotta give for Roman Reigns. <laughs> it's the Rough Riders. Um, I gotta give it to. <laughs> I gotta give it to Roman Reigns, man. I, I think that the moment he returned, he shut the internet down. He shut. He shut shit down with the new teeth. He he looked like a star. He looked like a, a movie star. So let's go. He he came through. I wanted I wanted to try to slide it to Edge or Randy Orton, but Roman Reigns is just. We give it's, him shit every week, but yeah. To be, fair, to be fair, this is a hard category because they're all great. They're all great. They're all great. I almost added Seth to this. I almost yeah. added Seth. Um, and, and, and but then is, I didn't because Drew McIntyre deserves it. <laughs> and we're not talking like, like you know, we're not talking in ring with Bray. You know, we're talking like promo and getting that nice character over because, I, I mean, he did that. And, you know, that's a hard, it's a hard, this next category is, hard, is tough as hell though. Oof. Okay, the main event. This is the movie of the year. This is film of the year. This is music video of the year. This is everything. This is best promo. Have you watched these promos, by the way? Yeah. I or mean, do I've you kind of remember? I okay. had to go back to watch the Roman one, but everyone else I remember. Well, the, the, the two of these you had up here were literally from like last week, so I remember those. Well, yeah. So, you know, recency. Um, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Promises Jay Uso that he will fall in line. Smackdown October 30th. It is literally two days before Hell in a Cell. A very uh a very powerful promo between Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. Um the following one, Becky Lynch announces that she's pregnant. Wow, the emotions they flood in. Becky Be- Becky Lynch has the gift of gab, and she certainly now she's got the gift of mom. Um Bailey explains her heinous actions on Sasha Banks SmackDown September 11, 2020. Daniel Bryan gives a defiant yes to his WrestleMania dreams SmackDown April 9th, 2021. Randy Orton coaxes the fiend on a moment of bliss raw November 30th, 2020. And Edge is driven two days before WrestleMania SmackDown April 9th, 2021. Um, Best promo. Best promo. Yeah, I know. I know. Best promo. 
I Becky Lynch, man. I'm sorry. Becky Lynch. Ooh, wow. Okay. I was not going to pick Becky Lynch. I think that Becky is definitely one of my favorite superstars ever. And I think that that was such a rare moment of humanity on this show, especially in the middle of a pandemic. There was, to me, that promo was a light that was like, you know what? Like, we're going to be, we're, we're going to, like, not we're going to be okay, but, but we, you know, there is something good still happening in the world. And for someone who deserves it and really wanted this, let's let, let's see her off on the, in the sunset. And then to give the, the title over to Asuka and Asuka not know, that was a real moment, a real genuine moment. And I think that as great as these promos are, they don't have that to me. So that's why I'm picking Becky Lynch. So it was very hard for me to not pick Edge, but I'm not going to pick Edge. Because I think as good as Edge is and as good as this promo is, and he's sitting there in the white and he's deranged, and he's saying a lot of things that make a lot of sense. He's done this promo a million times. So I can't give it to him. Daniel Bryan also. Daniel Bryan is someone who, when he does promos, is so does so well on like, how do I connect and how do I make this make sense in the grand scheme of things? And he does it very, very well. But I think Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, the emotional gravity of that sort of thing, the real family ties, the real like, yo, I'm doing this because I love you. But you're not going to, you know, are you going to be the one to be in charge of his family? Like, I'm the head of the table, all this other stuff like that. Like, everything else. So to Jay Uso having, like, you know, following up afterwards and, like, having this, like, experience and he just, like, eventually he snaps and all this stuff like that. Like, storytelling that WWE doesn't really tell. Yeah. It, it was good. So, it was good. It, it, so I'm going to give it to Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. I think he also Roman Reigns would be mad if he didn't sweep. <laughs> like he gets all the other categories and it's just like, but I don't, I don't win best promo. Crazy. Um, so that's what I have. I'll post this on Twitter. I'll post this. Uh, I'll post this list. Actually, I'll post this list on the Patreon a day early. When, when this episode goes up on the Patreon, then I'll also post this list and, and I'll, and I'll see what our uh, patrons think. Um, but yeah, this was fun this was fun i love just kind of like it's analyzing it instead of like yo who had the best match or who had the best gimmick or who had the best things which we do at the end of the year anyway um yeah just analyzing these people's characters and their performances and stuff like that i think they would be very proud to receive these things for uh people who showed up in fcw and couldn't talk about shit about shit. All, right. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a nothing episode of SmackDown and a really weird episode of Raw. So we'll be right back on the A-Show. came back to Monday Night Raw last week simply demanding respect from the women's locker room and the WWE universe. I mean, after everything that I have given this industry, I mean... I didn't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. I was really just simply expressing how I felt. I mean, I came back unapologetically me, the biggest star in this division. <laughs> I know. And if any of those rats in the women's locker room don't want to believe that, who do you think they were still talking about at WrestleMania and I didn't even have a match? Charlotte Flair on every single headline. That was me. 
And here's the thing, the ladies say they don't like me, but they don't like each other as much as they don't like me. Aw, hey girl, hey. Ah, it's so lame, they're all so fake to each other. How many black wrestling Twitter fans were pissed at that fucking lie? <laughs> I let's talk about it later. <laughs> I have thoughts about this promo. And they're not all good. Which is rare, but they're not all good. Letting her go uh, Broadway two times in, in two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it when we get to Raw. Right. Let, let, let's, let's talk about SmackDown. Uh, largely nothing episode. I felt like there were like seven people that were ready to work on SmackDown. That's bullshit, else, by the way. And everyone else had PTO. Okay, let, let just just quickly... No Apollo, no Biggie, no Edge, no Brian. Uh, Sasha was there, didn't didn't talk. Um, who else was missing? Uh, Shit, man! Every, like damn near. We had two. Liv, Liv and Ruby not on the show. Um, this is a bunch of people not on the show this week. We had two tag division related <laughs> segments that went, I think, through a commercial break. Both. And I was just like, huh? I think the only thing that really kind of like, okay, we know KO and Sammy will show up to work. You know, we got them. You know, we, we'll do this. And and Apollo was there, but he did a promo. But um, still, like, he could have taken that promo at 3 p.m. and went home. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that this is the raw, this is the raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania. You've hyped this up for years. Anything can happen, I guess, because they didn't have crowds. They were like, anything happened. But I guess go, not, going back to not having crowds, it was like, let's let's settle people back in. <laughs> let's put the, let's, you know, aim the bar so low that we have to build back up from here. And maybe that's what they did. Because, yeah, that, that, that show was nothing. <laughs> I think it was also weird to have a nothing show, but also have, I think it was weird, but also a good thing to have a nothing show and have Pat McAfee, Michael Cole's new commentary partner debut. <laughs> they announced it like what, like eighteen hours before the show, um, that Pat McAfee was working on SmackDown. I thought Pat was extremely comfortable, way more comfortable than Adnan, who I thought was actually terrible this week on Raw. <laughs> Adnan doesn't know sports entertainment, or at least it doesn't sound like he knows it, because clearly you can hear Graves and Saxon feeding him material, like feeding things to help him react and convey everything that's going on and adnan is sticking straight to the script he's sticking right down to business he's not falling off track or anything of the rather and maybe some people like that not me though not me not me but pat mcafee i mean yes i was very pleased i was surprised he clearly has the sports entertainment thing down um i did not like him in his first iteration on nxt doing any sort of uh when he was doing the pre-shows for nxt i hated him Mm because his voice i hated it all um, I think maybe it's because of the Michael Cole association that Michael Cole is so familiar that I'm able to just like ease into this. But yeah, he you know he was good. He says he did terrible. Yeah, I know. I, I saw a clip where he said I he I did terrible. I don't know if he was joking or not, but I was like, I thought for a first time he he did fantastic. I mean, there were points during the show where he would ad lib in between Cole or ad lib in between the wrestlers. That was such a nice touch. And it was so natural. It almost felt like uh, Roddy Piper ish. 
in a way where it's like he kind of ad-libbed and it made it funny. Like, I, I think the funniest thing that Wade Barrett does in NXT is he'll actually be physical with his comedy and, and make the other commentators react. I, I think there was one time where Cameron Grimes was throwing money and um and, and uh, Vic, Vic was like, uh, Wade, sit down. <laughs> you saw like Wade standing up trying to get the money. And I think that like Pat is another one of those types of personalities that will do that. And I thought it was really fun. And for a nothing episode here, I thought that he really put over the people that needed, needed to be put over. And I thought that he he gave certain things that the amount of levity that they needed as a new commentator. I think he's got it down packed. Like it makes it very hard to hate this guy when he's so good at pretty much everything he touches. So um I thought uh, it was good. Not that easy. Not that easy. <laughs> not that not that damn hard. Um but you know yeah he did well. He did well. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Uh, uh also on SmackDown we saw I don't even know what to call it. I'm I'm not sure if this is even gonna happen because now it looks like he's already done spun off into his own thing. Cesaro and Roman is something that they look like they're building too, or at least within the next month or two. Not this month. Agent. Yeah, it, not <laughs> WrestleMania well, backlash, but I think at least money in the bank that will happen. You don't think so though? I think it will happen at WrestleMania backlash. Be be clear, there's like five weeks until May 16th, which I think is the date of that show. Um, what what would you so, think would what would you think would be likely a triple threat with Seth Cesaro and Roman? Where, no, I think I think Cesaro finishes off Seth on TV, and we get that big moment on national television where the Seth and, and Cesaro thing ends off, and he it spins off into the Roman versus Cesaro thing. I think that happens mm-hmm. on television. Okay. Um, so I could see that happening because if, if if Seth is still putting over Cesaro, I don't. Uh, it would be weird if it lasted like another five weeks and they teased us with the Cesaro versus Roman thing. Which, by the way, I laughed heartedly at that promo. I, the fact that Roman was just like, man, nigga, please, like, <laughs> he saw his suit, Cesaro, but. He went to go get the mic, and he's like, "I'm not sticking around for this." On the mic? Are you crazy? <laughs> Maybe if he swung somebody, I might stick around. But this man's going to talk. Get me he out of here. Off. He should have just swung off. You know what I mean? Like you should have just said, "Fuck it, fuck the standing here." He came out in that dumbass suit. That's the reason why he walked away. Terrible um, but suit. terrible. We suit. saw we saw Cesaro, um, Face off against Jey Uso. No winner here. Uh, well, I guess Cesaro won by DQ with Seth coming out. I, I'm like like Neil said. I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing that uh, that that'll probably be ended either on TV or WrestleMania Backlash. I I too am hoping that it ends on um, on TV because I think Roman and, and Cesaro have had great matches, and in these new iterations of these two, seeing Roman get swung would be fantastic. Like back in the day, you wouldn't see that. You know what I'm saying? Because the face doesn't get put in the swing. The heels right. do. So like you seeing that is going to be a crazy visual if you know if if that's allowed to happen I think it's going to be great and, and I think it's what we thought would happen if Cesaro did uh, overcome Seth at WrestleMania. Uh, Bianca promo thought was really good. It was really weird. Felt, felt like it was cut short. And you, you know you mentioned this to me before, but I, I do agree. It did feel like it was cut short to get to that tag team match that neither of us wanted to see. Yeah, I think it was cut short. I don't know why they had to join segments. Uh, I think Bianca should have got her own segment. I think Bianca should have kicked off the damn show, to be honest with you. Maybe Roman could kick off the second hour. But I think she should have got her own segment. I didn't see why they had to, like, spin it off into the tag team match because it definitely felt like it was cut short. Um, And then it felt like there was no 
reactionary thing. But as you said, probably all these backstage promos probably were recorded about three in the afternoon and everybody went the hell home because <laughs> Sasha Banks got one, Bailey got one, everybody was talking backstage. I don't even know. They could have filmed the end of SmackDown last week. Like <laughs> at this point, like um the 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 end of SmackDown ended up leading to Jey Uso versus Cesaro, which no one is fucking surprised at that. Yeah. And but nothing, nothing really happened on the show, Mills. I mean, yeah, nothing true. really happened. Wait, true first of all, I was, I was questioned on the on the final thing of SmackDown because it ended in like DQ, and I'm like, are we protecting Jey Uso? <laughs> protecting Jey Uso, but also protecting Cesaro as well from like a loss, like that that because that is like the the one thing that they that they'll do right they'll put someone out like that has nothing to do with one person. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just such a wild thing to yeah, do. Yeah. Don't pursue, you protect, like you protect both guys, but it's like, it's Jey Uso. You know what I mean? You don't need to go 50, 50 with Jey Uso guys. Cause you know they're what I'm protecting the four rematches we're going to get over the next five weeks. <laughs> that is true. It's going to happen this week too. I'm sure of it. I'm sure. Um, yeah. SmackDown was, I don't even want to talk about the rest of it. Cause it was just so nothing that it's like, Negatable. That tag scene is uh is abysmal right now. I'm it's confirmed. a four team show. It's a four yeah. team show. What is the point of even having those fucking belts, right? If if this is all we got, you know what I mean? Like that they've beaten everyone already. They beat so, them all at once <laughs> last <exactly>. week. <laughs> I don't know. Um, coming up on Raw, I will say this: Raw was a better show to me. To me, the SmackDown was. I think it had better matches, obviously, as they always do, but also had things. Ha- things happened and things moved forward, which is rare for this fucking show. But it had to end with some weirdness <laughs> that, that I was just like, all right, that just kind of took me out of it. And, you know, it, Umberto Carrillo showed up and I was like, all right, y'all just trying to fill time at this point. <laughs> yeah, what was that about? Why do they keep sticking people in front of Shane and Nia and Shane's thing? We're going to get to that. Um, okay. No Bobby Lashley on this show. Again, people missing. I didn't even realize it. No Bobby at all. Uh, and their tag team division is so abysmal with the New Day being busy. And I guess they want to save Vikings versus New Day because they gave us the same match again <laughs> this week with the Viking Raiders and Shelton and Sudrick, which you shouldn't be, you, you really shouldn't be beating these guys twice if they're going to continue to be a tag team like this in, the, in, a, in a roster that needs them. Huh, you know how they do. You know how they do. You got to beat someone four, five times before you beating them. (laughs) (laughs) This is is the emphasis. We've seen it. This led to a whole WrestleMania match with Big E and Apollo Crews. He was clearly beating him like seven, eight times. And it was like, but you've never beaten me yet. (laughs) You've never beaten me at WrestleMania. Um, Yeah, yeah, I didn't... uh, I didn't even notice that Bobby wasn't on Raw or, or stuff like that. Um, I will personally say that I I mean, I watched the beginning pretty much of Raw, tuned out when I was making this Academy Award list, which was way more funner than watching a lot of Raw. Um, looked up because I saw that Riddle and, and, and Randy were having a match, and I was like, holy shit, what's going on here? What's going on here? Yeah. Um, it was pretty good. It's real good, man. It's damn good. I, I hate that Riddle is m- like mired in this controversy and this bullshit right now because it mm. makes it very hard for me to 
say that I I get the push, right? Like you get why right. he's being pushed because there's no one on that roster save Sheamus and Drew that are having great matches every single week. I don't think he's had a bad match this year, but it's hard for me to, to shout that out because of what's hanging over and the fact that that hasn't been addressed yet. So when I say it, I got to say that was a great match and move on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't, I don't, it's very hard to, to, to reconcile what's going on here. I, I'm yeah. to, to be honest with you, he failed upwards. He lost to, to get that belt off of him so that he could move up, which it was, which did, you hear the, did you hear the rumor that he was never supposed to have the belt? <laughs> he wasn't. It was supposed to be Keith, right? Or somebody else. Yeah, it was supposed to be Keith. And because he got injured, they gave him the belt. And that's why he dropped it so quickly to Sheamus, because he was never supposed to have the belt. <laughs> yeah, he was never supposed to have it. And it looks failing to me, upwards. <laughs> exactly. It looks to me like he was supposed to be slotted with Randy and them from jump. And it looks like, you know, I, I don't know. It, it it really, it really looks like they're 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 positioning him. Um they're positioning him in a in a, you know, WWE title look. It really does. If you don't have any faith in a guy, you're not letting you're not beating Randy Orton on TV in like a 20 minute or 15 minute match. I'm sorry. I agree. Just, I agree. I agree. So uh, I thought it was great. You know, I, I can't really add much to it. I'm, I'm pretty sure this will continue way better than what was advertised, which was Braun Strowman and Randy Orton. I guess Vince pulled the plug on that and said, let's just go ahead and give it to Riddle. So Randy better pull the plug on that. He was like, yo, I'm doing what? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> no. But um, T-Bar and Mace breaking further away from retribution. They lost the mask. And what I thought was a moment of I, I thought the way they got the mask off of them was cool. I thought that why I, you always think, why can't they just don't take the fucking mask off? And then that's what Braun did. Of course, Braun comes out to help uh, Drew, which makes no sense. I'm sure there's nothing going on, apparently. <laughs> I, I'm, I hope they'll explain it um, next uh, next week. But he comes out to help them uh, and they t- he takes off Mace's mask. And we see, of course. Uh, Dio Madden and of course Dominic Dijakovic uh, you know they, obviously who are Mason T-Bar I don't know if they're going to give them back their real names they should do that next week I really feel as though that'd be probably best um, no but- Mace T-Bar <laughs> <laughs> I but love they, they had a fun match Dijakovic who's it what's that Dijakovic I thought that they had a really fun match with Drew and Braun all things considered I think Drew again works really well with big dudes um, I think Dijak is definitely the star of this tag team that they're doing right now. And I'm glad that they are a tag team. So really, Mills, what I want to see is Vikings versus these two. Because I think it'll be a fucking banger. I think so as well. I think Dio still looks like he needs a lot of work. Uh, but Dijakovic, is, yeah. They can hide him, though. Yeah, he's in the tag team. It is, it, you know, it is what it is. But um, he still looks like he needs... And that may have just been a circumstance of his mask was falling off too early in the match, maybe. Um but I think overall, I'm, I like to see them as a tag team. I think we're going to get great things from them in the tag team division should they move forward as a regular acting, functioning, you know, non-retribution, non-growling, snarling type of thing. And they're just good. So I, I like to see this. I even didn't mind Braun in this role just because it's like a tag team with Braun. He's not really the focus, which I like. And he's also a face, which is much better than him being a heel. So there's a lot of things going on. I like the I like the Braun and Drew versus 
the 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 Dijakovic and Dio sort of thing. I thought that was really good business. I thought it it used everyone well. It put Braun in 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 orbit with Drew, made him look just as good, and you know, everyone came out better than before. So I was I was pretty satisfied with it. Yeah, I I thought it was it, it was cool. Like again, there are some bright moments of things happening. I like I said the fir- the first week they broke up. I said take these fucking masks off of them, and they're doing that. And, you know, I don't know where Ali is. He wasn't on the show either. But, like, you know, if we, you know, can get them doing something really cool, I'm fine with that. I think that they need, like I said, these shows need, they don't need so many damn stables. And I know a lot of people were upset about the Hurt Business breaking up. But, like, they need bodies elsewhere <laughs> right now. And everyone can't be in a stable where they can't face off against other people. You know what I mean? Like, they got to they gotta break off in some way, shape, or form. Um sh- <laughs> What the f- okay? Let's talk about it. what the fuck are they doing with Naya and Shayna? Because there is now another element, another person added. <laughs> Angel Garza came back <laughs> this week to say. Did he really leave <laughs> <laughs> to say some shit to Naya? Who again? Shayna has taken like the fifth pinfall in the last two weeks of these shows. What? It, what was such such a lame distraction? And we have Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke out here slumming it up on the shows. Terrible. First of all, let me tell you all the things wrong about their tag team. One, no charisma. Vacuum. In the ring. Not even close to great. Two, they wear the exact same gear. And they're both blonde. There's no even distinction of personality types between the two. They are as blonde and... Well, you know what? Maybe I'm going too far. But they are indistinguishable and it's like it's like not even trying or it or it actually the worst part is it maybe actually is they are the worst women's tag team on the roster by far i don't care what you have to complain about about natalia and tamina tamina got chance the other week they lucky they in the thunderdome (laughs) <laughs> that's all i'm saying about that they were they could pipe in the chance the fact they throw th- three separate videos of the thing that happened in the same 15 segment 15 second thing is like what i'm so <sighs> i just had to get that out i don't know what they're doing with naya and Shayna. please get uh... but the women's tag team division itself it's a mess it's a mess it's just it's a bad mess. and i knew this when nxt made their own i knew they would do it better they're already it's already light light years ahead. And there's only been one program so far. <laughs> Literally one. Um <laughs> one program is already better. I already feel like Ember and Shotzi are bigger deals than Nia and Shayna are. I'm sorry, they, they just are. Like they're they're bigger deals on their show, respectively. They look like they look they look good. They look like 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 in terms of like their booking, they look good. They're they they have they aren't tripping and slipping and shit. They look fucking like world beaters. <laughs> they look like people that can win matches. This is bullshit. This is terrible. And you took Reginald, well, Re- Reginald's sick or whatever, but this is what you came up with. There's like 15 people involved with this. There's women from both shows that want these titles. Just give it to some. Give it to someone. Give it to somebody. I don't even want them to give it to them. To be honest with you, if I had to shoot on this division, the Riot Squad is the only reputable team that I like. Nyan, Natalia, and Tamina, not a fan of, but I get it. 
give Tamina the damn belt so she can have a belt. She's been with the company for 15 years. She's broken both her knees <laughs> wrestling for this company. I'm not even sure if that's true, but it feels like it. Give her the belt. Um, the Mandy, so Mandy and what's her face? Say no more. I've already said enough. Naomi and Lana. Great TikToks. Amazing TikToks. I don't want to see them wrestling together. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't. It, it's just... They want to make it work. And I see them... I don't even know if they're necessarily putting in effort. But they're saying, like, let's at least have a division. Let's at least have a scene. Let's at least do something with these women who aren't being featured on TV on a weekly basis. But this is so piss poor. It is so piss poor. And it's so evident how piss poor it is. Because you're re you're doing the same match over and over on both shows. Both shows. Like, it's so bad. And then you just threw out friggin' Carmella's partner, so now she who's she gonna team up with? You know? I th- I'm pretty sure would they they're gonna call up Aaliyah or something. They might as well call up Aaliyah. Aaliyah been <laughs> Aaliyah been in the NXT since the, the damn Obama administration. Like Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just gotta say right now, uh Whatever happens, I know we're coming to the end of the show right now. This is like within within the moment. They reached the they reached the verdict in the Derek Chauvin case as we've been recording this. Uh whatever happens, you guys, please be safe. Um hug your loved ones, call your loved ones. I don't know what's gonna happen. They're supposed to read it probably like an hour after we we finish this show. Um and I, I'm sorry to like do this, Mills, but I, I have to say, like, my anxiety is crazy right now. This is a real moment for me. Mm. So, yeah, real life shit. Um, <sighs> yeah, kind of tough. Let's talk yeah. about talk about Charlotte Oscar Rhea before we before we head out of here. Um, the Charlotte promo. <laughs> I one time is good. Two times you're doing a lot. Two times, <laughs> two times you're like. There ain't nothing to say. There wasn't nothing. Yeah. To say. <laughs> what else did you get I to talk? About? <laughs> I felt like she was like bordering. It was less. Hold on, wait till Rough Riders, RIP DMX, <laughs> RIP Black Rob too. Um, yeah. Can we can we play? Uh, Whoa! At the end of this podcast, by the way, I got can you keep that up? Yeah, I got you. Um. With that said, yeah, two times is too much. She had nothing to really say. She was bordering AJ Lee levels. And that's not bad. It's just not very in character for Charlotte Flair. It's not Charlotte Charlotte Flair. She stands above the rest. She doesn't necessarily have to come down and just beat them on with you know the same words and over and over. I guess she's mad that she wasn't on WrestleMania. Yeah. But also, it. but then also it's like you have this result at the end of Raw, Asuka, Charlotte. Oscar beat Charlotte. Fine. Whatever. If it happened the other way around, I still wouldn't have cared because we've ext- <laughs> the 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 matchup between Oscar and Charlotte, while it's a goodie every time, it's also been exhausted considering like last year and all the stuff like that. Um it, her it, beating uh, up. <laughs> well, well, Oscar got a win. Yes, Oscar <laughs> gets a win. Yes. Yeah, we Oscar gets Oscar gets a win. So there we go. We, it made sense. They made it make sense. Um, she got a win last year. She she beat Charlotte last year. That's why I wasn't as uh, gun ho about it because she beat Charlotte last year before Nia took out Charlotte. Oh, okay, so 
I mean, I thought the match was good. They always have good matches. That's the thing with Raw. There's always going to be good matches on Raw. Other than the fucking New Day or Kofi Elias match, which <laughs> the less we didn't even talk about that, and we don't got to, to be honest. Not <laughs> about that shit, the better. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know how Kofi didn't say that's not going to work for me before <laughs> doing that. But I, I think that they had a great match. I think the Rhea thing thrown in there. I'm not. I'm not too convinced that they're going to have her drop the title this quick. Maybe in like a month or two. Maybe at Money in the Bank, but not this quick. Well, if it's against Charlotte, I would have said so, but it looks like it's going against uh, Asuka because of the end of Raw, which Charlotte brutally beat down and not even like brutally, like manhandled the whole referee and like beat his ass. Yeah. And then gets suspended indefinitely, $100,000 fine. I'm like, so we taking Charlotte off the show again? <laughs> we just got her back. And also, Andrade's like, bro, who's going to pay rent this month? <laughs> <laughs> That was not nice. Ah. Still, I don't even know if he's still getting paid. No, I guess he's not. He's I guess not. it just expired. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, to me, it didn't make any sense. That didn't make any sense. All signs pointing to triple threat match. She'll probably be reinstated in about two weeks. You got five weeks to go. You know what I mean? So it'll probably get reinstated. Uh, triple threat match suspended indefinitely for two weeks. I can't see that. It's got to go through. Suspended Becky for like a week, and she showed up at a show and beat somebody up in the from the crowd. Well, they ain't got no crowd. <laughs> Charlotte's uh, gonna thunder. <laughs> Charlotte just Charlotte should show up virtually at the Thunderdome every week. <laughs> That's how I would book it. Oh, uh, I. I, I know this probably isn't a popular thing to say. I'm not too mad about... Uh, she's going to be like, I bought a ticket. <laughs> you know the I bought a ticket gimmick? And she's just like on one of the cubes. I got into the queue. <laughs> I, I'll be a, I know this is controversial. I'm not mad at these three being in a feud. I think this makes Rhea look good. She's in there with multiple world champions, two Hall of Famers. Uh, she's the champion going into this as the new champion. I think it makes her look good. Creative needs to get a little better, more than just having Oscar say "bitch." The creative needs to be better. I don't think the three, the, the talent is fine here. I think this is what it should look like. I just think that the creative needs to get better, and I hope it does going forward. Just fucking announce the damn match, the 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 rematch already. Like, stop making <laughs> just just announce what we know is going to happen. Like, we know it's going to be a triple threat. We know Roman is probably going to face either one of the people he beat. Two weeks ago, or Cesaro, we know all of these things. Just, just say it, bro. Just, just tell us. I want one thing for creative. Get rid of Adam Pierce. He is the most, and I don't hate Adam Pierce, like really, but I hate what he, I hate what he is because he's such like a. I know what you're gonna ask. You want a match with him, and it's either like you're gonna either gonna get the match, or he's like, I can't do that, and then do it anyway. Like he's such a. He's an NPC. <laughs> like he's yeah. such a, he has no sway on anything rather. He's there as a conduit to make matches, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't like Adam Pierce right now. But that's all I got to say. Uh, we got a couple shout outs for our patrons. Uh, just, just a few for this week. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, can you say all of them? Because I don't have it in front of me. You want to say all of them? You want to say all of them? Yeah, say all of them. Every single patron, all 44? No, not every single patron. The new ones. Okay. Uh, I pull a patron in front of me, Patreon. So our new our new patrons, 
and I'll go from I'll go from last week all the way up to now. We said we said we 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 said shout outs to uh John Highland of course last week. Uh, we also got Charles Cannon two four five. Thank you, uh, our 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 pal Amp at Random Acts of Podcast. Thank you so much, Amp. You, always been a supporter for us. Thank you so much. Uh, we got Samson Gray. Thank you, brother. Fan of the show friend on the on on the tweets all of that stuff you're 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 fantastic thank you man uh also have evan r stokes uh signing up for the patreon as well so thank you for signing up for the HO patreon uh really appreciate it as always we have new content coming uh it, it is it is you know on the way uh we have spot callers coming back and we're and you guys voted on it we're going to be talking about hardcore heaven 1999 on spot callers myself and cyrus really fun show i can't wait to watch it again uh, and mm. we, all, uh, we have a new episode of the rewriters room talking about Shinsuke Nakamura's turn. But also, what if he didn't turn? What if he won the WWE title? They asked these mm. questions and more on the rewriters room this week. So check that out. And yeah, you, of course, you get the war report with uh, Cyrus and Quan, And of course, you get the A show with myself and meals. And we're going to have more information on the A list. So if you sign up for the Patreon, you're automatically entered to have a place and a voice in the A-list. We're going we're gonna to give you more information on that within the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. Um, Mills, is there anything else you want to bring up? No, not really. Listen to all the other RNC radio shows. I'm talking about, you know, RSPN. I'm talking about the Black Variant. Talking about the Lookout. Talking about Mount Silver. Talking about Big Eyes. Talking about kind of everything under the sun. And even the, the, the go back to the old stuff, too, because that's what I've been doing as well. All right. Until next week, for meals, I'm Justin. See you next week. Please be safe. That's whoa. Traffic's town, she was whoa. Had me fucked up in the head, I mean. Whoa. Bought the fish, diamonds, and pearls, I mean. Whoa. Should have seen them shit shining on the wrist. Now money ain't a problem, see my dough is like. Pulled out my bankroll on y'all niggas like. Lost the roots, went from two-tenths like. Faggot want to peep my blueprints, I'm like. Had to hit the brakes on y'all niggas like.